You're listening to the Marketing Sales Superstar with Andrew S. Kaplan. And now your host, Andrew S. Kaplan. Welcome, boys and girls, to another episode. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and you are the Marketing Sales Superstar. I am excited for what we got going on today. We're going to be talking to Dave D, who is truly, truly brilliant salesman. And to say that he knows his stuff is a huge, huge understatement. We're going to get into all that in just a moment. But first, just a quick reminder, my book is doing pretty well on Amazon. So if you haven't picked it up, now may be the time. It's called It Doesn't Matter What You're Selling. Six Bulletproof Moves for Getting More Clients, Massive Income, and a Customer Base That Believes in You. I'm really grateful for the awesome reviews and wonderful feedback I'm getting for it so far, and I'm looking forward to hearing from more of you on how you're liking it and how you're using it. Also, a little quick reminder here, this podcast is now available on a number of viable platforms. If you want to check them all out, you can just head on over to marketingsalessuperstar.com and it'll have the whole list, which includes Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Breaker, Overcast, and Podbean. So plenty of options there for you to hear all the episodes that have come so far and now this one. And again, I am really excited. We're not going to waste any more time. I'm about to switch mics and dive on in with Dave and get ready for some magic, guys. That's all I'm saying. Okay, the Marketing Sales Superstar podcast formally welcomes Dave D., now known as the king of one-to-many selling, he was a struggling entertainer, a mentalist to be precise. And after learning the secrets of sales persuasion, his business skyrocketed from three shows a month to averaging 25 shows a month in less than 90 days. That's no joke. Other entrepreneurs took notice and started asking Dave for his advice on how to transform their businesses. And because he knew he could make a bigger impact on people's lives as a coach, consultant, and speaker, his new business was born, and today Dave is widely regarded as the world's foremost expert on the art and science of selling products and services via webinars and in-person speaking presentations. In other words, this is about breaking the chains of one-to-one selling and exponentially increasing your sales without doing more work by doing one-to-many and reaching a massive amount of people in as little effort and energy as possible. Author of Sales Stampede, I welcome Dave D. Hey, thanks, Andrew. And I am super excited to be here with you. And I need you to send me that intro. That was great. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I sent you part of it, to be honest with you, but I like this thing you had at the end. So send it to me because I'm going to use that. I mean, Absolutely. That's, yeah. <laughs> that is on its way to you, my friend. And um, for those listening, I am only recently aware of Dave D. We attended a a conference of sorts in Chicago this past November. And, you know, I'll, I'll just pat myself on the back and, and Dave simultaneously. This is a big deal. This was an invite only, probably around only 40 people were, 42, I think, was the actual, actual number that were allowed to attend this. That's how high level this thing was. And Dave, you presented. And so I say only 40 people because when I say that I had a front row seat to one of the most impressive sales presentations, I have ever seen in my entire life and my career, I am not joking one bit. And I was 
floored by the quality of your content. And it was instantly a thought in my mind, like, this is one guest that I need to have on my podcast so that when people go back even a year from now and they're looking at those episodes that really started things off, they're going to see that me, that I, this is like an ego thing, I was invested from day one in delivering this high value caliber of content to them so that they can really take off with what they're doing. So guys, this is all not just hype. You're going to see that Dave really knows his stuff and I'm excited to dive into this with you. Yeah, thank you very much. And uh, so just, just for the record, I didn't sell anything at this event, although I think I could have, Andrew. I think if I handed out an order form. <laughs> you easily could have. I was... I was <laughs> Ready to hop on your site and find what I can buy from you. you... <laughs> yeah. So, and, and again, just we're not going to sell anything here either. This is all about, um, you know, really helping your folks. And, I, I, you know, you were kind enough to send me uh, your book. And, you know, I was blown away by that. So, folks don't have your book. They, 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 they've, got to, they've got to get it. I mean, if not anything, but just for the most badass cover of all time, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate that. I appreciate that. And this is, by the way, that's one of my favorite things about when like, I have a guest. We almost do the book exchange so we get to yeah. check each other's stuff out. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, my audience doesn't know. And by the time this comes out, the trip will already have been completed. But I'm about to head to Thailand. And Yours is the book that I'm going to take with me on that flight to review and, and get my stuff in order. Because I always say it's always good, whether you're learning new stuff or you're reminding yourself of good stuff, That's you've right. got to keep your head on check and you've got to make sure that you're keeping the fundamentals and the high level stuff really working all the time. That's it. So let's start getting in some, uh, give these folks some, uh, some stuff that they can take, use and make money with. By all means. And I don't know if we want to take specifically from your, uh, your book itself, but I mean, I know there's a process you have in place. Yeah. I know there's a level of psychology. I really want to even open the door to you to, and welcome you to start with what you think is best for my audience. Yeah. So again, we're talking about one-to-many selling. And so as you mentioned, that would be speaking, that would be webinars. Um, but as you know, some folks have pointed out, the truth is the formula works for copywriting uh, as well. Um, I, so that's also one-to-many selling. So it's really about you know, how do we persuade a group of people, whether that group is three people or like when I went and spoke in Italy uh, last year, 3,000 people. And how do we do that? Because it's different than when we're selling one-to-one. Uh, and it really starts with truly understanding your audience, understanding who your market is, understanding who you're going to be speaking for and what they truly want. So I want to start with something that I call uh, the hierarchy of persuasion. Mm. And, and, and this is in the book and you're not going to hear it anywhere else. Um, and so here's at the lowest level on the persuasion ladder, we have, what, I, what are features, right? And that's marking and selling 101, features. Then the level up from that is we have, of course, everyone is answering already, we have benefits. And, and the truth is that's where most people start, stop with features and benefits. The next level up though from that is outcomes. So here is the outcome that someone wants to achieve. And if someone makes it to that level, the salesperson or the speaker makes it to the, even talking about outcomes, that's even rare. But mm. the level that's higher than all of that is the level of transformation. 
And what is transformation? Transformation means what is going to happen to someone emotionally and personally as a result of buying your product, your service, your idea, joining your movement, whatever it is. So let me give you a, a basic example. So someone buys uh, your book about uh, sales training, right? And, and you teach them how to sell and you teach them how to market and it's just awesome, right? So the feature is the book, right? The book has X number of pages. Those are all features. The benefit is, okay, well, you're gonna read this book and you're gonna learn how to market yourself better. You're gonna learn how to sell, right? The outcome for that is that you're going to um, make more money, right? Not being very basic here, but I think everyone's getting the idea. So mm -hmm. the transformation is, well, you're no longer going to have to worry about um, where your money is coming from. You're going to be able to take those trips that you want to take. You're going to be able to live a life of freedom. You're going to be able to take your, uh, your buy your wife uh, that, that piece of jewelry that you've been dying to get her that she's always wanted. See, once we get to that level and we understand our audience on that higher level, we can then structure a presentation which emotionally moves them, which almost nobody does. Everybody's, if they even get to outcomes, Andrew, most people don't, they never get to transformation. But since selling in great part is all about emotion, right? No matter what you're selling, it doesn't matter what you're selling. There's always an emotional element. If we can tap into that, then we can structure a presentation that leads to them desiring what we have to offer, as opposed to us having to hardcore close them or use manipulative techniques or things like that. So that's where you start. Okay, here's my audience. Here are the outcomes that they want, but here's the ultimate transformation that they want. The next place, so once I have that and I truly understand that, and the only way to truly understand that is to truly understand your market, right? You've got to know who your target market is. Now, let's assume that we understand that. Where do you begin and where do you start uh, constructing your presentation? Well, the way that most people construct their presentation is that they open up their keynote or they open up their PowerPoint and they start at the beginning at slide number one. That's the complete opposite way to do it. Where you want to start is you want to start with your close. So mm. you okay. work backwards because, and we'll get into the elements of the close, but here, here's why you do this. And, and folks want to write this down because everything that you say, everything that you do in a one-to-many sales presentation must lead to the close. The truth is, in a one-to-many presentation, your entire presentation is a close. And you don't say anything or do anything or, quote, teach anything, and we, we're, we're going to get to that, the whole teaching piece. You don't do any of that unless it creates the desire for what it is that you're selling, unless it sets up the sale at the end. So, now that we understand that, right? And that makes total sense. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Now that we understand that, right? Okay. So now what we need to do is we need to construct our close and our offer first. Because now once we know what our offer is, right? Based upon what the outcome and the transformation is. Do you see how I'm working backwards here, right? I'm working with the end user. Now we're constructing an offer 
that the prospect that's irresistible to our audience that makes them desire what we want, right? What, what they want, what we're selling them. And by the way, notice I keep using the word want, not need, mm-hmm. right? Not need, right? We've got to deliver what people need, no question about it, to be ethical, but we've got to sell them what they want. So we can't deliver what they truly need unless we first sell them what they want. So we need to construct an irresistible offer that, 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 they, that they truly desire on a deep level. And then we can then loop around to the beginning of our presentation and I'll give them the structure of the opening and everything like that. But then we can loop around to the beginning of the presentation and now we know where we're headed. So uh, as the late Stephen Covey said, right, we begin with the end in mind. So our end, our ultimate end is, okay, here is the transformation, the outcome. Here is the offer that we're going to make uh, based upon the transformation, the outcome that the, uh, our, our audience wants. And now we can begin to construct a presentation which creates the desire for our offer. Does that make sense? That makes perfect sense. It's almost like a, a money GPS, You're putting in the destination first and then you're working your way towards it backwards because you need to know where you're going first. I love it. Yeah, that's exactly what you do. So now again, we don't have time uh, to to go over every single element, but let's just go over a a couple elements of of the offer. And by the way, what, what I'm teaching here is really nothing new. So the greatest copywriters, many of them have taught that the first thing that you create before you create your sales letters, you create your order form, right? Mm-hmm. Right. It's the same. It's the same thing. So what I'm doing is I'm creating my offer first. So what well, what are the elements uh, of an offer? Okay. So of course you have the feature. So you've got to talk about the feature. So if you're delivering an online course and there's six video lessons, you you, you do need to tell them, you know, how, how they're going to get it. But you don't. It's it's amazing to me, Andrew, and you've seen it. And I've seen it with some people and like who I've interviewed who are, they're trying to sell something and they're, they're talking about, well, you know, there's six CDs, there's a 175 page manual and a binder that comes with it. I'm like, and that's their pitch, right? Right. Right. I mean, it's, it's insane. So, but we do, we do need to talk about what the elements are, but we talk about them very, very briefly. So we want to have, here are what the elements are. Here is what each of the uh, outcomes from each of the elements is going to be for you. And we want to constantly be hammering home. Here's what the transformation is going to be. Then, of course, as part of the offer, we have bonuses. Now, this is really great information. So we've got our, I call it our core offer. And then we have two levels of bonuses. And by the way, for the person that's listening to this who says, well, I, you know, I'm a, um, professional services provider, I'm a lawyer, I'm a chiropractor, I'm a dentist, so on and so forth. What are you talking about bonuses? That's my primary market. That's who I work with. So my, my customers and clients are lawyers and chiropractors. And what makes their presentation so powerful is that they do offer bonuses. So I have an estate planning attorney who was really struggling. Her name's Linda Scherfey. Linda does what goes out and does you know, workshops where, where she does seminars. gathers a crowd of people and does her seminar. And then at the end of her seminar, she's not selling an actual product. She's selling a consultation, right? A free consultation. So sign up and come to my office for a consultation at the consultation. She closes them. 
So Linda, now you would say, well, how is an attorney going to offer a bonus? That doesn't make for people signing up for a consultation. Well, Linda created an information product, a very valuable information product that when people come into the consultation, so the first 10 people who sign up for a consultation get handed this information product. So everyone can have a bonus and everyone needs to have bonuses. So with that being, with my little tirade right there, now I'll go back. So you have your bonuses. Um, there's two levels of bonuses that, that create a sales stampede, right? Which is the name of my book. So what are the two levels of bonuses? I call them core bonuses. And these are bonuses that come with your offer no matter when anyone buys it. So someone could buy, buy it on your website. They're still going to get these core bonuses. And you need them because oftentimes people will buy just for the bonuses. I've done that, right? I bought a $297 package to get one bonus. Me I too. Me yeah, too. right? Because you wanted that one thing. You need to look, I didn't even look at the other stuff. I didn't care about it. So, but then here's, here is the magic for creating that rush to the back of the room, whether it's a real back of the room or virtual back of the room, meaning someone's going to your order form to book consultations or to buy your product, right? So here's, here's what it is. You have the fast action bonuses. Your fast action bonuses are, are limited and they're limited. Now they can be limited by, uh, for example, like I said, so the first 10 people get X, only the first 10 people. Uh, what I'd like to do on stage a lot is I will put up a, uh, a timer uh, on, my, on my, one of my slides. So only people who are in the back of the room in line before this timer hits zero get these bonuses. So it can be that, you, that there's so limited time, limited offer, countdown clock, anything that creates that sense of urgency. And so when you stack all of these elements together, you've got your core offer, you've got your bonuses, then you've got your fast action bonuses. Then what happens is you create that sales stampede. You create an almost irresistible desire for people to run to the back of the room. Notice I keep saying irresistible desire. That's what we're trying to build. We're not trying to convince someone of something. We're trying to create the desire for them to want it. Big difference. Cool. Now, as part of, as also that's a major part of your offer. Then of course, you've got your pricing structure. What is your pricing structure? Now, again, in, in the book, I go over many of them, but a really great strategy if you're selling a product is to have the, uh, the, the, the retail, well, the first thing you do is the value, right? So the value of what you're offering is whatever you can justify. And by the word, by the way, it's got to be justified, right? So we've all seen these internet marketing guys that, you know, they, they place a value on a two-page ebook at, you know, $10,000. People aren't dumb, right? They're not dumb. So we've got to be able to justify the value. And what I like to do, Andrew, is I like to um, get people to agree that even if the price was whatever I say that the value is, that it would be more than worth it. Because if I can get people to agree that the super high price that I put on it is what it's going to be, that it's worth it, then when I follow the strategy I'm about to reveal, man, it creates, again, that desire. They've got to get up. They've got to run to the back of the room. They've got to click the order now button. Now, so 
here's the value. You justify the value. And by the way, by justify, I don't mean like justify, like you've got to justify. I'm talking about, hey, look, at if you just sold one more of these things, one, if you just got one more estate plan uh, a month for the next 12 months and that's all you did and it was, it, it was, your, your average estate plan is $5,000, that's $60,000. Does anyone here think that they would not get one additional estate plan by following just the strategies we talked about here today. Everyone says, of course I do. So, so right now we've established a $60,000 value. Is this making sense? I wanna make sure this is crystal clear. This is crystal clear. And I love your combination of high level ingenuity with fundamental basics that people should know. Oh, good, thanks. Okay, so now, we, I get excited about this stuff as you can tell. So now, <laughs> uh, We've got the value. So then we drop it down to whatever the quote retail price is. And I'd like the retail price to be legitimate, right? So if you're saying that it's $19.97 on your website, then it should be $19.97 or $29.97 on your website. So you, here's the retail value. And then you do a one more drop to the, uh, to the actual price. So if you think about it, you've established the value. They've agreed that it's worth that amount. You've dropped it down to the retail price, which is a big drop, and then you drop it down one more time. Mm -hmm. Now, man, you've, they, they, it just it creates this, this, this pressure inside of them that makes them buy. So that, the pricing structure is also part of the offer. Then, of course, you have your guarantee. And in the book, we go over the many different types of guarantee. And again, to the person that's listening right now and saying, well, I'm a, I'm a lawyer, I'm a chiropractor, I'm a dentist, so on. I can't offer a guarantee. Yes, you can. It doesn't have to be a results-based guarantee. There are many different types of guarantees. Everyone should be offering some form of guarantee. Because in any transaction, one party is taking more risk than the other party. If you want to make a bunch of sales, you should be the one taking the risk not your prospect, not your audience member. So then you have your guarantee. And so that basically constructs uh, your offer. And then on top of that, after you do your offer and you do your multiple calls to action and your calls to action, you need to tell people specifically what you want them to do. Specifically what you want them to do. The late, great Gary Halbert, uh, talked about on an audio cassette. And if there's somebody really young and doesn't have any idea, Andrew, what we're talking about when we say audio cassette, they can look it up on Google, <laughs> right? Um, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, he, said, uh, he said, he gave the example of if you if you're, want somebody to call up and order, you need to tell them to stand up, get up off their couch, walk over to their phone, pick up the receiver, hold out their index finger, and by the way, he used dial. So think, think about how old this is. Wow. And, dial, and, and, and dial these numbers. His point was, if you have any ambiguity in what you want people to do, they're not going to do it. Mm -hmm. so in a, in a, when I'm speaking on stage, I'll tell people, and if you could see me right now, I'm actually doing because it it's just so built into me. I, my hands are palm up, and I'm telling people, stand up. Go to the back of the room. Back of the room, you'll see the people with a clipboard. Right. And I tell them specifically what I want them to do. And then if I'm on. So, for example, if I'm doing a webinar. Right. So you see the you see the enroll now button. Click that enroll button right now. Now, here's what other people don't do, though. A lot of people do pretty good 
calls to action. Most don't, but some do pretty good calls to action. But then you need to explain what's going to happen after they do it. So click the Enroll Now button. You'll be taken to a very simple form. So I typically show the form. If I'm doing a webinar, I'll show them where they're going. And this is, this is key, how to fill it out. So if I'm on stage, my last slide, which you didn't see because I wasn't selling anything at the thing we were doing, my last slide is a copy of the bottom part of the order form and it automatically fills in. So where their name is, it fills in with their name. And then, okay, now here's where you put your address. Here's where you put, and it all fills in with some fictitious information. Here's where you put your credit card. So I'm talking about specifically telling people and showing people what they need to do and what, what happens when they do it. Mm. And then the, the final piece to your close is once again emphasizing what all of this means to them, what all of this means to them. And that is going back to the transformation because that's going to be the final thing that really pushes them over. So basically, that's how you structure the close. Wow. Any questions on that or is that cool? Well, I'm, I'm not one to beg, but I'm going to plead with my audience right now to pay attention to what you just said and not cut corners. Guys, when Dave is talking about telling them how to fill out the form and showing them, that might feel like it's too much and you might want to give people enough credit to figure it out for themselves. But there are psychological reasons that I won't waste time on this call with right now that this is so valuable and it gets so many results. So I don't have questions for you. I really just want to implore people to pay attention to what you said here and follow what you said to the letter because it legitimately makes a difference. Yeah. And you said something really important, which is all of this is based on like deep psychological stuff, which we, I mean, you and I could talk about, I mean, we could do an entire product. Maybe we should actually, I'm just well, thought of that. I wasn't going to say, while you were talking in my brain, I was thinking, <laughs> I'm going to ask Dave if he wants to do a thing where, like, there's so many possibilities with me. I was thinking, I will take this recording and I will pause and explain all the psychology of all the things that I didn't want to interrupt him about yeah. that could basically give people a full clinic on sales psychology and buyer psychology. There yeah. is so much gold in this and we don't want to waste time by explaining why, but if people did hear the explanation, it would give them such an extra deep level of insight that they would be able to apply to what they're doing their yeah. sales, their results, their money, and their life would skyrocket. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. And by the way, just you see how we just did the hierarchy of persuasion there unconsciously? Yes. I'm pointing <laughs> that out to everybody, right? So you just did it right there with three words. Can't uh, turn it off. So yeah. So yeah, that's something we should probably do. Uh, or, yeah, that, that sounds great. Okay. So um, let's go now to the beginning of the presentation. And again, I'm trying to give as much value in, in the short amount of time that we have. So your opening of your presentation, there's basically three, what I call them, three puzzle pieces to your presentation. You've got your opening, you've got your uh, content that sells section. Notice I didn't say teaching section, content that sells section, then you have your close. So we've discussed the close. And obviously there's a lot of nuances to the close and all of that. Mm. But we're, I'm, I'm here to give you a, an overview. So, your opening, here's what your opening needs to accomplish. The first thing that your opening needs to accomplish is to grab the audiences by the throat and pull them in. This is mission critical 
to your success, uh, it, whether it's in person or whether it's on a webinar. And here's on a webinar, it's even more mission critical because someone could just click off in a second. If you don't grab their attention immediately, you're done. But in a live audience, it's the same thing. Now, most people won't get up and walk out, right, of your presentation if you don't grab their attention, but they'll mentally check out. Mm. And they'll be on their phone. They'll be surfing the internet. There's so many distractions. So we need to grab their attention. So let me give you a little bit of scripting here. Uh, and again, there's many different ways to do it, but here's something that someone could take and use immediately, which is my goal here is to give them something that they could take and use immediately. So a basic structure for the first words that come out of your mouth should, or could be this. In the next 57 minutes, I'm going to show you a one, two, three step-by-step -step strategy for, and then you fill in whatever the thing is that they want for doubling your sales in the next 90 days, for relieving your back pain once and for all, for whatever it is, whatever the thing is that your audience wants. Again, that's why we started with what, who our audience is and what they want, because now this is where we fill it in. And then, then, but then the next piece of the puzzle is saying without. So here's how to do this without. So here's in the next 57 minutes, I'm going to teach you a one, two, three step-by-step -step strategy for losing 15 pounds in the next 10 days without changing how you eat or having to do hours and hours of backbreaking exercise. I love right? it. Right? So this is what they want. This is the result that they want. And here's the thing that they don't want to have to do in order to get that result. Now, we have to be honest here. So we're not just putting in stuff that isn't true, right? So, right. so, so for example, I'm going to teach you how to double your sales within the next 90 days without you ever, ever having to do a cold call, okay? So it's the thing that they want with the thing that they don't want to have to do. It's a great structure. So now the person is saying, wow, my next piece is, and this is for you if, mm -hmm. okay? And now here's, here's the overall psychology here. We're, we're gonna bounce our audience constantly throughout our presentation between pain and pleasure. So Tony Robbins talks about it, right? People are motivated by two forces, pain and pleasure. So we want to bounce our, we want to put our audience on an emotional roller coaster when we're doing our presentations. So if you, so I just did, okay, here's what you want. Here's what you're not going to have to do. Now I go, this is for you if, and now I describe all of the pain that my audience is going through, that my audience members have. So this is for you if you are struggling right now to make all of the sales that you want. This is for you if you've tried course after course after course and you're not getting the results that you desire. This is for you if you've tried every diet on the planet and are just sick and tired of dieting, right? And so you describe the pain that the person is in. This is for you if you know you're a great chiropractor and you know that you can help people, but you're just not attracting the patients that you want who can pay, stay, and refer.
Now I'm just making up stuff off the top of my head. But the, the point is, this is the pain piece of what your audience. So you're saying this is for you if, and then you list all the, the pain that they're in. Right. And you, real quick, you said a brilliant thing. Like this is for you if you're, if you know you could provide a great service or, or if X, you're basically saying like you understand. So, you know, this is, you know, you're a dentist who's not getting people. This is for you if you know that you've put in all that work in dental school and you know that you know your stuff. And like, they're like, well, of course I do. So you're almost, you're speaking to them on such a deep level that you're speaking as them for them. And that's right. forcing their brain to link in what you say after that to the result that they're really looking for. Right. And you're hundred percent right. And they're thinking now we can't get into this too much because, but, but they're, but they're also thinking, Hey, this person really understands me. Yes. And when people feel understood, that's one of the most powerful persuasion tools that there is. If, 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 if you can get somebody to, to like you and trust you and feel like you understand them on a very deep level, as you said, Andrew, uh, persuasion and, and selling and all of that comes much, much easier. So much gold. Because so few people understand people and so few people felt understood. That, that's, that's exactly right. So one of my programs um, is called the Psychic Sales System and Toolkit because I used to be a professional mentalist. So it was my, one of my first um, training programs. And it's all about this because getting inside someone's head, right? Uh, it, it, and so the psychology is so powerful here. Now, the next thing that you want to do is now we want to paint a prettier picture, right? So now, God, yes, this is me. Now you want to paint the picture of the transformation. Um, some language that I use for that is, now imagine if you could wave a magic wand. Uh, and then I describe the transformation that they desire. Remember, we talked about that at the very beginning of this. That's why we started. This is where we plug it in. So now we paint the picture of how their life will be if they follow through on what you have to say and mm -hmm. what you're going to ask them to do. And I actually say that, by the way. Now, when I say that, now that can actually happen to you if you take really good notes and you do what I ask you to do. Now, here's what's powerful about that. And I know you already know what it is, Andrew. What's powerful about that is they think I'm thinking about what I'm going to ask them to do, what I'm going to teach them. But what I'm really saying is what, I, what I'm going to ask you to do. What I'm going to ask them to do is buy at mm -hmm. the end of my presentation. And now the other thing I just did, which again, you can't see me, but is when I'm on stage, I am, I'm pointing to the back of the room as I say that. So mm -hmm. I start pointing to the back of the room at the very beginning of my presentation. So when I say, when I ask you to do, when, I, uh, when you do what I ask you to do, and I'm pointing to the back of the room. Now, it totally bypasses their conscious thought, uh, but it does go into their subconscious for sure. Now, I love it. Yeah. So now, okay, so now we have painted the pretty picture. And now what do we want to do? Well, this is all still the opening, by the way. Now what we want to do is we want to say, now what will happen if you don't do this? If you don't follow through? And now we bring them back to the pain. Then after we bring them back to the pain, now we've got to talk about, well, why should they listen to you? Why should they listen to you? Why they, they've agreed with everything that you've just said. They've said, yes, 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 this is me. Yes, I want this. 
No, I don't want this to happen. But okay, now you still got to prove why they should listen to you, right? And so this is where you tell your core story. And we don't have time to go into constructing a core story. But suffice it to say that even when you tell your core story, even though you're talking about you or you're talking about your business, it's got to be presented in a way so that you're actually talking about them and the benefits to them. So you're not just talking about yourself. You're, you're talking about yourself in a way that benefits the audience. I know that's confusing, but we don't have a lot of time to go into it. Well, good news. People that read my book already understand the value of storytelling. So okay. this is not a tough leap at that for them at all. Okay, perfect. Perfect. If you don't have the book, make sure you get his book. So the next thing, so you, so you tell that story. Now, if, if it's a, um, a pain pleasure story, meaning you're telling a personal story about how for example, in one of my core stories, and by the way, you can have multiple core stories and all your core stories should be true, obviously. Mm-hmm. But in one of my core stories, I talk about before I was a struggling entertainer, I was only doing three shows a month. And then I discovered the secret. And I, as you talked about, the beginning, I scatter, uh, you know, catapulted to 25 shows a month, paid off all of my debt, all that. Where most people fail in the, that type of story is that they talk too much. They, they, they don't want to talk about the painful part of the story. They want to jump right to the, Hey, life is great right now. I'm driving a Rolls Royce and I'm living in a mansion thing. Right. Mm. But the truth is you want to spend more time in the pain part of the story. Why? If you're telling this type of story and the reason is because your audience is where you were at that point. You, in order to move people to where you want them to go, you have to first meet them where they are. And so I've got to meet them in their pain. So when I was speaking before entertainers telling that core story in front of business owners telling that core story, the most of the people who are in my audience are not driving the, the fancy car and the, and the big house and, and, and all of that stuff. They're in the struggling phase. That's why they're on my webinar. That's why they're listening to me. There, there's some problem that they want to have solved. And so I've got to spend time saying, hey, listen, I was there. I understand it. And now, and, and now I'm here, right? And that's why And I'm going to share with you how I did it, right? So that is all, everything that your opening needs to accomplish. So there's a ton uh, in your opening. Andrew, any questions about the opening? No, you, know, it's, <laughs> you were explaining this so vividly and so well. I, it all makes sense. And this is brilliant because again, you're, you're taking them, you're moving their brain the way it needs to move and the location it needs to move for them to be able to make an informed and intelligent buying decision that's also based on their emotion. So I love this. Yeah. And you're getting them to like you and to trust you mm. uh, and, and bond with you, right? So the more personal you can make your story, I just had a private client fly in from uh, Canada last week. Um, she sells uh, technology services. And so she does meetings. She does like little workshops. People come and then at the end, she sells a consultation. And again, sells is the wrong word. It's offer offers a free consultation. But by the way, it's not the wrong word because just because it's free, you still have to sell it. So exactly. if you're offering consultations, you still got to sell them. Just because you say, hey, I'm, you know, nobody wants to come in to the estate planning attorney's office to hang out and have fun, right? You got 
you gotta you gotta still sell the even if it's free. Yeah, and you backed into a great point to really underpine here. Free isn't enough for someone to say yes. Yeah, good point. There's got to be more to it than that. They they've got time and energy. Even if it's not money that they're going to lose, they've got time, energy, attention, which is such a valuable resource. So guys out there, free isn't enough. You've got to still give them more of a reason why they've got to invest their time and energy and attention on whatever you've got for them. Absolutely, that's a great way to put it. Um, I'm probably going to steal that, by the way. Just so yeah, you man. Know. This, this is all yeah. yours. Whatever you get. Yeah, I'm probably going to take that. Just so you know. Uh, I'll try to give you credit, but you know, down the road, I'm just, I'm going to preach. It's going to, I'm going to think it was mine. So (laughs) within a year, just part of the story, right? (laughs) Okay. So, um, so now we've done, so they like us, they trust us. They know that we understand them. They, we understand their pain, their problems. We understand, they, they know that man, they want this vision. So now you're going to go into the middle section of your presentation which is the content that sells. Mm. And I use those words. I used to say the teaching portion of your presentation, but that gave people the 100% wrong idea about what they should be doing during this piece of the presentation. The content that sells. So right now we've delivered like no real content. This is where we're going to start delivering content. The content, its only purpose is to create the desire for what we have to sell and to answer objections. That's the only purpose of this section. And so what does that, what does that actually mean? And how is it structured? So the first thing is I break my content apart into three what I call major chunks. Why three chunks? Because people can remember three. They can understand a concept of three. Once you get beyond three, people have trouble understanding. Also, once you get beyond three, it means you're probably giving them too much information. Mm. Now, here is something that is so important. So important. And this is a big hangup. This is where almost so many people mess up their presentation. They can't understand why they're not closing. They can't understand why they're not creating that sales stampede. They just, they can't get it, right? Here's why. They, if you over teach, meaning you give too much information, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna share with you how you structure the information, but if you give too much information, you, li- you give your audience the false belief that they have all the information that they need to get the result that they desire. Oh, that's so brilliant and so insightful. Yeah, thanks. And you're doing your audience a disservice. You're not helping them. You're hurting them. You're hurting them because unless you sell the simplest thing on the planet – or you're the biggest egomaniac on the planet, there's no way in a 60-minute, 90-minute, 75-minute presentation you can teach someone everything that they need to know and teach it in such a way that they're going to remember it and follow through on it that they're going to get the result that they desire. So by over-teaching, you're not helping, you're not delivering value, you're doing the opposite. 
So not only are you doing yourself a disservice because you're not going to close the sale. If I feel like I've got everything I needed, why would I go ahead? You're inadvertently tricking them into thinking that they can solve the problem on their own now when they're only going to make it worse, if anything. A hundred percent right. That's a great way to put it. A hundred percent right. And, mm. and of course, you're doing yourself a disservice because you're not closing the sale. Mm. Right? You're not creating that stampede. So, so how do you do this? So we want to deliver information, but here is what you do. You deliver, now there's a couple, there's a number of ways to do it. And again, in my book, there's a whole bunch of ways. Now, and so by the way, let's just analyze what I've been doing here, right? I've been constantly mentioning my book, Sales Stampede. I've been saying, obviously, we don't have time to go everything in depth, right? So here's one close that you can use. Here's one opening that you can use. Now, we don't have time to talk about the story. Well, guess what? I'm giving, I'm, I'm doing exactly what, now I'm actually teaching more than I would um, on stage if I was selling a high-end product here. Right. But I'm doing exactly what I'm about to tell you. And you'll see if when you listen to this again, and hopefully you'll listen to this again and again, you'll take notes and you'll take it in action. Here's what I've been doing. I've been giving you useful but incomplete information. Useful but incomplete. So I've been telling you some good stuff, but it is not complete. And I've been pointing out to you that it's not complete. Mm -hmm. I've also, in most cases, now again, this isn't a sales presentation. This truly is a teaching presentation. So I've been doing, I haven't done this as much as I would if I was really doing a sales presentation, is I've been telling you, in most cases, what to do, not how to do it. Mm -hmm. What to do, not how to do it. And most of what, when I'm, when I'm, te when I'm speaking to sell, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing those two things. I'm giving useful but incomplete, but I'm telling what to do, not how to do it. So, for example, in, I, I would say I would, if, I was, if I was up on stage selling, I wouldn't have necessarily giving you, given you an opening script, right? I would have said, so here's what you need to do at the beginning of your presentation. Your opening of your presentation needs to grab your audience by the throat. Now, here's why this is important. The next thing your presentation needs to do is uh, make sure that you're, you're aligned with your audience and that they understand that you know what their pain is. And here's why this is important. I wouldn't have gone and given you the actual script. So I've given you valuable information, but I haven't told you how to implement that information. Right. And so it, now in this, in, in this presentation that we're doing here, I, I did. I have been giving you scripts in a lot more detail than I normally would if I was selling something, right? But we, we're, you know, we're talking about a book here. So I know I'm not selling a $1,000 product or a $2,000 or $5,000 product. So useful but incomplete, um, what to do, not how to do it. And both of, those, both of those strategies are designed to create the desire for what you have. So let me give you an example. My very first private client, probably, my goodness, about, oh my goodness, about 10 years ago, first person that paid me a big fee, paid me $30,000 to help construct a presentation for her. And by the way, it was a teleseminar because it wasn't even a webinar. 
She was an estate planning attorney. She was creating a product to sell to other estate planning attorneys. And it was all about engaging the client or closing the sale. You know, attorneys don't like, Andrew don't like to use closing, right? They like to use engaging the client. <laughs> Got it. So, yeah, engaging the client. So um, the presentation I constructed her, she, she talked about how there was seven psychological triggers, almost subconscious triggers, things that she had in her office so that when a prospect came through the door, they immediately felt at ease. They immediately liked her. They immediately trusted her. And these are things that she had set up. And so we, we scripted it so that it was like, well, we don't have time to go over all seven, but let me teach you two of them. Mm. And so she taught two really cool ones. Well, then when we loop around to the close, she talked about, and, and um, one of the things that, one of the bonuses that you get is we recorded a DVD where I walk through my office and I show you each one of the seven psychological things that I do. So you see what we did in the, in the content that sells section of the presentation, it set up the desire. If I give you two cool ones, you want to know the other five. And then when I get to the close, I, that's where I tie it up. So I, I, I say, it's the only way that they can learn the other five is to get is to, is to buy the product. Is this making sense? It's making perfect sense. And all the NLP people in the room are identifying open loops here. Yeah, I'm that's hoping. exactly what it is. Yeah. You're creating, yeah, you're creating these open loops. And the only way for them to close the loop is to buy your product. Now, again, there's a and lot there's of compulsion there too. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of strategies here. I mean, more than we can talk about, but here's um, the, the last one. And that I can answer any questions that you have. Uh, the last one, let's talk about those answering objections. And again, in the book, we go over all the different ways to answer objections, but I'm going to give you one that's just super cool. So the reason, here's the thing that you need to understand. In a one-to-many sales presentation, you need to answer all of the objections during your presentation. Because unlike a one-to-one -one sales presentation, the prospect doesn't have the opportunity. You can't, if you're speaking in front of an audience of a thousand people, you can't answer everybody's objection. Not gonna happen. Now, of course, in a one-to-one -one sales presentation, you want to answer as many objections in advance before they come up anyway. But in a one-to-many presentation, it is one of the most vital things that you, you need to do. So after you create your, before you actually create your presentation, after you create your close, what I do is I create what I call an objection sheet. And I write down every single objection that my audience members might have to not buying my product. And then I create my presentation. And by having my objection sheet already done, I can layer in most of the answers to those objections during my presentation. Now, by the way, I'm not talking about having a section of your presentation like, well, here are some objections that people have for not going ahead. I'm talking about layering it in subtly. And you can do that with testimonials. You can do it another way. But one of the coolest ways to do it is to plant the answer to the objection in your prospect's mind, in your audience member's mind, before they actually have the objection. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you how to do this. This is, and we'll, we'll then this will be the last, then I'll, then I can answer any questions that you have, or we could call it a day, whatever you want to do. Cool. Well, I'll have one or two, but uh, definitely feeling almost disappointed. I can't keep you for four hours because this <laughs> is brilliant. Yeah. Okay. So here's what, here's what, well, maybe we can do another one. Okay. So cool. here we go. This is so fun. So you do it in the context of a story. So let's say, and this is one I use all of the time 
and uh, like every presentation I do, because I'm typically selling a, hey, here's how you make more money type of thing, right? And my stuff typically is expensive. It's $1,000 or more. So I know one of the objections is going to be, I can't afford it. I, I know that's going to be an objection that some people in my audience have that I need to handle. Now, I could say, well, I could do the old-fashioned sales approach where I'm beating up the prospect and showing them how they actually can afford it, you know, okay, all of that crap. I don't like to do that, right? So here's what I do. I tell a story, and it's a true story. And my, I'll just do the, the, the very quickly. We won't tell the entire story. But I talk about how I was really struggling, and I was sitting in, in an audience watching a, a speaker just like you're sitting in an audience right now. And this speaker was talking about marketing. And I knew that that's what, it hit me. That's what I need to do. But then he told me the price of the product that he was selling. And man, I didn't think I could afford it. And I, I, I but then I remembered something that Jim Rohn said. Jim Rohn said, successful people invest in themselves and their education. And I knew that if I wanted to be successful, I needed to invest in my education too. And so I went ahead and I bought that program even though I didn't think I could afford it. And here's what happened. So what I've just done is by telling it in the story, I have just planted the answer to the objection of I can't afford it later on. So when I get to the close and I reveal the price and the person in the audience thinks, man, I can't afford this. What is immediately triggered is my story. And more importantly, the Jim Rohn saying that successful people invest in themselves and their education. Mm. The, and I do this a lot through stories. That's just one example. But they don't even know that they have the objection yet. But what's happening is I'm not answering the objection their own, I planted the answer inside their head. And so they're answering their objection. And by the way, this is not theory. I know that this works because every single time, every time I use this strategy, at least one person comes up and says, you know, I, I don't, didn't really think I could afford this, but then, you know, I remembered that thing about successful people investing themselves in their education. So this is not theory. You are literally planting a thought in someone's head. Now, by the way, the person that doesn't have that objection, they're, they're not gonna, they're, that's not going to be triggered in their head, right? Because they don't have the objection that it costs too much or that they can't afford it. And it is such a beautiful strategy, and it's so subtle. It's so subtle. No one knows that you're answering an objection because they, they don't have the objection yet. And so I absolutely, and now here's the, here's the difference. You could, the, the difference is, notice I told it in, as a story about myself. And I didn't say to the audience member, if you want to be successful, you need to invest in yourself and your education. That's confrontational. I told it about myself in the context of a story and planted the answer in their head before they even had it. Because they, they can't deny how you feel about it. They can only deny how they feel if they think you're wrong. Correct. I love it. Correct. So there you go. I mean, so we've gone over <laughs> a lot. 
We've gone over where you start your presentation. We've gone over the hierarchy of persuasion. We've gone over the different elements of the close, how to structure your pricing, one of the ways. Your opening, everything your opening needs to accomplish, and the content that sells section. So that's a pretty good overview, I think, of how to create a, a, one, a one-to-many sales presentation that'll create a sales stampede. And you snuck in a recap on the end there very deftly, which people should pay attention to in the right. itself that they can use. <laughs> right. So you like teaching the same way that I do, by the way. So I, I tell my audience what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. Doing yeah. Yeah. I give away my whole positioning game plan in my book. Even like I don't think it'll cost me sales, but even if it does, it's worth it because the people that actually use it and apply it will be better for themselves. Yeah. I do the same thing in mine, by the way. So Yeah. yeah. Yep. Oh, I love it. So I have a, a compliment to share and then a question for you regarding this. Um, the compliment's kind of like a thank you because one of the things I covered um, with people in the book was you should have so many stories ready. You should always have a story ready for all these different scenarios, you know, price objection or whatever it might be. And I remember when I was writing it, having a concern in my head, like, how do I communicate to people that, you know, they, if they worry that they don't have a story, like, how do I communicate to people that are worried about lying if they don't have a real story? Mm-hmm. But you just gave a perfect example of somebody else, of Jim Rohn. Correct. So you basically underscored the fact that you can do so many creative ways of having that story, even if it's not something that you did yourself. I mean, you, you connected it to you, but even if you never connected to you, that was still very useful. So I think that's just a wonderful example for people. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. And here's the other thing. People can use what we, the story that I just told. Yes. So they could, they could use the exact story. So I was listening to this podcast. Yes. And this guy <laughs> said something which just blew my mind. Right? Oh, He's, God. Yeah. Right? So we're getting meta. That story. And, and it's a, again, my whole thing is I don't like to take any what people would call marketing license or sales license. I, my highest value is integrity. And so I don't want to do anything that is not, I don't want to say anything that's not true. I just don't. And you don't have to, like you just said, you can find stories that support your point of view and, and tell those stories, even if they're not your own personal story and right. are totally uh, in, in integrity. I mean, I know we, um, we're probably speaking to a lot of entrepreneurs and business people out there, but even salespeople, you know, you start a new job, I always say, ask people, like, first of all, take the best guy out to lunch and talk to him, but find customer success stories for salespeople that are already there, and then you've got stories ready on day one. Yeah, absolutely. Beautiful. So the question about this, and kind of on the heels of of integrity, which I'm totally behind, going back to you're telling people what to do and not how to do it, I'm wondering, and I'm I'm pretty certain at least some people listening are going to be wondering, how overt are you about using that in a close? And what I mean by that is, in your close, do you ever say, hey, I just showed you what to do, but it's so much more complicated how to do it, and that's why we need to work together, or blah, blah, blah. Do you ever make it clear that that happened, even if you're not making it clear that you're using that as a tactic? No, I don't, and I would never say it was it's complicated, <laughs> right? <laughs> because that doesn't matter, now, now they're out. Um, Thank you for catching me in that. Yeah. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was complicated. No, I, I don't do that. Again, I, I want to be very, very, uh, my whole thing is subtle selling. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, and be, so no, I, I don't, I don't do that. Um, but one of the things I was thinking about is, you know, oftentimes when I teach the how to not what to piece, people say, well, I'm not giving any real value. And yes, you are. 
because the vast majority of your audience don't know what to do, let alone how to do it. So what to information is very valuable because the truth is they can. So as part of my close, I typically will say, you know, there's two ways that you can, uh, you can uh, get this result. One way is to take the information I've given you here today and go try to figure it all out on your own. So I have given a bunch of what to information. Uh, 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 you know, I've given, uh, you know, here's what you need to do. Then if somebody truly wanted to, they could, they could through the trial and error method, go figure it out. Um, if, if, but then I say, then the faster way to do it though, is obviously follow a proven system that's already done. So you don't have to reinvent the wheel, all that kind of stuff. So that's what I do um, to, to kind of tie those two things together. Now going with complicated, by the way. So there is a time where you're, if your thing is really complicated, to go over the, the grisly details of it and actually tell them what to do. Now, this is kind of another advanced thing, but so when, I, and I don't offer it anymore, but when I was offering, you know, here, you know, we'll, we'll put together a webinar and launch your, your product and all that kind of stuff. And I was selling a package for, you know, starting at $25,000. I did a webinar where I went over not only what to do, but how to do it. Because my point was not to sell a course on how to do it. My point was to get somebody or, you know, two or three people to say, I don't want to do all that. I want you to do it. Mm, <laughs> right? Very, very Frank Kern-like, which is brilliant. Yeah, 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 exactly. Mm, and so yeah. um, That's great. You show people how cumbersome it is, but how it makes sense so that they'll just hire you to do it. Right. And now in most cases, for most people listening, you're not going to follow that strategy and you don't want to mix it up. Right. Mm. So if, if I'm trying to sell a course on how to put together a launch, I better not give all of the details about how to do a launch on my webinar because I'm not going to sell anything because the person has the information that they need or they believe they have the information that they need. Wow. Dave, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and risk insulting everybody else I've spoken to and just say this is by far my favorite interview and oh, show thank you so far oh thank you very much i because appreciate it yeah i hope people get a got a lot out of it and more, more importantly that they use the information um because that's oh, that's the key it's perfect and you know again no offense to people because sometimes you need conversation but this was just straight up value bombs for 60 minutes or for however long we went this is crazy anybody that doesn't buy your book. I'm just going to say it. They're stupid because <laughs> like you said, some things you offer, they, they started like a thousand bucks or whatever. The book doesn't, the book is affordable just like any other book and you can get it on Amazon just as easily. I'm sure you're already buying a crap ton of stuff on Amazon. Anyway, do not ignore this. Get sales stampede guys. This is a brilliant book, which really covers a lot of what Dave went into today in a way that you can go back and review whenever you want and your comfort and convenience. Yeah, so they can get the book on Amazon. Thank you so much, by the way. So you can absolutely get the book on Amazon. However, if you want extra bonuses that come with it, including an advanced video training and, and things like that, um, if they go to uh, Dave D Sales Magic, and also cumbersome URL, Dave D Sales Magic.com, um, they can get the book there. Um, and they'll also get instant access to um, bonus material that they obviously won't get if they get the book on Amazon because I don't get that information. Understood. And, so they and, do and, and okay. the other thing that they get is um, if they like what we talked about then and they want more of this. So I do a daily email 
uh, with content just like this uh, that comes out every day and they're short and they're fun and they're entertaining. So they get all of that. Either way, they want to get the book, but that's just two options for them. I love it. And just to jump in this one more time, when you say DaveDSalesMagic.com, guys, his last name is spelled D-E-E. -E. It's three letters. DaveDSalesMagic.com. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. You great interview. I had a blast. We should definitely do uh, something again. Dave, thank you so much for being with us on this. And absolutely, we, we're going to talk again. And I can't wait to hear what people have to say about this interview. I think we're going to get some sales stories coming back at people. You are the man. Thank you so much. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you again to Dave D for one of the best interviews I think I've ever done. I think it was the best so far. What incredible value. Guys, if you don't pick up his book, Sell Stampede, you are crazy. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, and I don't got much more for you today other than a quick reminder. If you head on over to MarketingSalesSuperstar.com, as always, I want to make sure that I take care of my listeners. So for the first three people that go ahead and take me up on this option, you can feel free to scroll down to the bottom and you have an option to work with me at a very, very reduced rate. So just head on over, provide details of your marketing or sales issue that you'd like to solve. And if you're one of the first three, I will give you the option to move forward. For those that don't make it there in time, and for those that don't have the extra money to spend, there's also an option there to apply for a free session with me. And the condition of that's pretty simple. Uh, you just give me the details of what you're looking to solve. And if I feel that in the solving of that issue, it might help a lot of other people, uh, I'll record it and I'll work with you for free, but we'll take the recording and just please know it's either going to end up on a future episode of the podcast or maybe in one of the future products that I'm putting out. Again, it's all about delivering value to other people, creating win-win situations for all involved and making some bank. So there you go. You've got those two options there at your disposal for the ready. Again, thanks to Dave D. Uh, that was awesome. And that's all I got for you guys today. As always, my name is Andrew S. Kaplan. You are the marketing sales superstar. And if you didn't know that already, you just found out. I'll talk to you guys next time.